Welcome to New Community Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to hear today's message. We are encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share or a prayer request for our prayer team, please email us at connect at newcommunity.co. Now please prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? Y'all awake this morning? Oh, awesome. Well, hey, my name is Spencer, and I'm the Family Life Pastor here at New Community Church. If I haven't had the chance to meet you guys yet, I would love that opportunity at the end of service. But today we are continuing our series, The Stories Jesus Told. And uh, man, we're super excited to do this. And before we get there, in case you're new around here, uh, I am not Pastor Aaron Escamilla. He has a little bit bigger afro than me, um, but he's sick this morning. You guys keep him in in your prayers, uh, not feeling good under the weather. But this morning, we are going to keep going because we love God, and we know he wants to do something in our life. Amen? Amen. So we're continuing this series, The Stories Jesus Told. And last week, um, Pastor Aaron preached about the parable of the sower and how we can, uh, we can sow into good soil or bad soil and all the different ways that we are able to use God's word and what he does in our life. And this week, we're going to continue on these stories or parables with the parable of the talents. So if you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write that down. Um, There's some note cards in the seat back in front of you if you don't have anything to take notes with. Um, But we're talking about these stories, and and we all love stories, right? Even growing up, when you're a little baby, you you ask mom and dad, hey, read me that story. I want to have that bedtime story. And we love things that compel us, and we love things that grab us and and make us want to go. Uh, In the same way, we like stories in movies. I love watching a good motivational movie, like uh, some of those boxing movies you see sometimes. Like after I watch it, I'm like jumping around, like, let's go. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. You know, I get so excited. It's, It's a little funny. But stories do something to us, Right? They pull at us and they tell us and they show us different things about who we are or or maybe about who we want to be. And this morning, we're going to be talking about the story of the talents. And um, and, and what these are called uh, are parables is what we're doing. These are stories that Jesus told. And uh, a parable is really just a simple story that is really an illustration of some kind of uh, spiritual metaphor or truth. That's That's as simple as it is. So it's Jesus telling us a story that illustrates something for our lives. And so as we're looking this morning, we're going to be in Matthew chapter number 25, verse 14. If you don't have a Bible, there's one under the seat in front of you. You can keep that. That's our gift to you. Uh, we believe in the power of the Word of God and, and how important it is. Um, and as you're grabbing that Bible, I want to encourage you to continue, if you are with us in our Bible reading plan uh, that we're doing through the Version app that's uh, downloadable on your smartphone Jump in there with us. If you haven't started it, you can start today or tomorrow. Uh, all you got to do is go to the YouVersion app, and you can download the 30-day uh, Gospels, 30 days through the Gospels, and it's so good. Anybody reading with us right now? A couple of you guys? Yeah, good job, good job. Keep going. Keep pushing. I know sometimes it gets hard to, to daily uh, make that a discipline, but it's important that we keep God's Word first and foremost in our life. So we're in the book of Matthew, chapter number 25, and if you've got one of the Bibles in the seats in front of you, it's page 539. Um, Before we do that, though, um, this story is a little bit about what we do with what we have. And as I was thinking about this, I I thought about a discipline in my own life. Now, I'm assuming you guys in here are a little bit different than the people that will be at the 11 o'clock service. Um, They'll probably answer this a little bit different, but who in here likes sleep? Yeah, okay, everybody likes sleep, right? And so I thought about this idea of what we have and what we do, and I thought about the time that I have. And me, I'm a very, like, goal-oriented person. I'm an achiever. I want to get things done. I want to do things. And so I have this internal struggle every day whether I want to sleep more or get more done. Anybody like that? You're like, man, I really want to put, like, hit snooze on that alarm. I really want to do something else. But 
I really want to get things done, too. Like, I want to wake up, and I want to, and I want to go. And so I always have an internal battle in that area, but it's, it's based on what I have and what I'm going to do with it, right? And so that's similar to what the story is here in Matthew 25. And I'm going to read this story. If you uh, just want to keep up as we go, it's a, a couple of verses long, so follow along with me. Matthew 25, verse 14, it says this. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away, and he who had received the five talents went at once and traded them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents, and here I have made two talents more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And then he who had received one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here, here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was mine with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will be, more, will be given more. And he... Who will ha- and he will have abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness, into the place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Woo, sorry, that ended like that was all good for a second. Then we went into that down, downward spiral. Big story. I know that was a lot of stuff, so we're going to break it down. Um, we have here, once again, we said it was a parable, which means it's an illustration, Right? of a metaphor or some kind of biblical truth. And so let's just break down the characters that we have first off. We have um, the nobleman, the guy that has the stuff that's going to give it. And in this story, this represents Jesus, all right? So the nobleman or or the person who owns all of this and the wealthy man, this is Jesus. And he's talking about a time when he's going to leave and then return. And if you know the story of the Bible, we know that Jesus goes and dies on the cross and goes into heaven, right, with God. And he is going to come again and return. Amen? Come on, somebody. He's going to return. Um, and so he is the nobleman. Then we've got uh, the servants. The servants are the people that he entrusted uh, according to their ability. That is you. If you're in here, that's you. All inclusive. Everybody's counted in this, right? And then the last thing we have here is that he was giving them talents. Now, talents in this day was a, a form of currency. Um, but it, it wasn't like he gave $5, he gave $10. We've got to really put this into perspective of what it was, all right? So let me just explain this. Talents uh, of, of this time... A single talent was worth 20 years' wage. Now, hold up. 20, one single talent is worth 20 years' wage. This is a day laborer, and so I went ahead and did the math. If you just take this and you say, the state of Texas, minimum wage is $7.25 an hour, 
and you do that for five days a week, eight hours a day, you go for 20 years, that's $300,000. This dude just came up and he's going, here you go, here's $300,000 to the, to the one guy. Now, if you think about, that was just one. What about the other guys, right? Um, the, the guy that got two of them, $600,000. The guy that got five, $1.5 million. No big deal, right? That happens to us every day. Oh, here, will you hold on to this $1.5 million for me? That's not normal, but we've got to realize that there, there's something important about the measure of which they were given. This wasn't just pocket change. This wasn't, hey, can you hold on to my $1 bill? No, this was, can you hold on to my inheritance? Can you hold on to everything that's important to me? Can you hold on to all of my treasure, right? And so we see this story. That's, that's what Jesus was giving to his servants. He's giving him all of this wealth, all of these things, and so um, just I know I've done this before. Has anybody else ever uh, kind of been driving in the car and been like, you know what, what would I do if I was given a million dollars? Anybody ever done that? Like, what is the first thing I'd buy? Maybe, like, you want to write it down just so you can, like, dream big right now. I don't even care. Like, uh, I would go buy a house. I'd pay off the cars. I would do all these things, right? And I know the first thing that went through everybody's mind just now was, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give the first 10% to God because that's what he, I know that's what you were thinking. Uh, but I'm assuming you, you were just saying, I'm going to do that and I'm going to write down my second best thing. Um, but... But what would we do if we had all that money? Because that's what happened to these men. They were given a huge sum of money. Man, I don't, I don't know what I would do in that case. You know, like, uh, well, I've, I've got some debt. I mean, he's going to be gone for a little while. So, so what, I'll, I'll make it back and I'll give it to him. There's lots of things that could have gone on in these servants' minds, right? But, but it says, and you can read the story, it says they were all given on account of their ability, and it says that the first one, he took action immediately. He went and did these things, and we see some disciplines in their life that we'll look at here in a second. But what we've got to realize is that, once again, this is a parable. This is a story that's illustrating a principle. So this talent just isn't about money in our life. Now, as we look at the Bible, sometimes it's hard to see it for what it is for us because we think this Bible was written so many thousands of years ago for people then and back there, right? But really, God inspired this word through people for us here and now, for our everyday life, for things that we're going through today. And so what, what they're saying in this parable is they're saying, listen, you have each been given talents. But maybe it's not necessarily money. For, for some of us, it is money. Man, God has blessed us uh, immensely with, with finances and things like that. But for others, these talents may be of a spiritual nature. He's blessed you with wisdom and favor. He's given you a gift to teach. Or maybe it's an educational talent, right, that you, you've gained so much knowledge and wisdom and that, that God has blessed you in those areas. Or maybe some of us, uh, I know you're thinking me, like physically I've been blessed in such a great way, um, right? No, God's given each of us something special. He's given us a gift and a talent, and he's going, listen, I'm going to give this to you. Now it's time for you to use it. And that's where we say this is directly applicational to our lives is we've got to begin to evaluate what that is. And these men, they were given money, but we've got to ask ourselves, what has God given us? What has he given us? Because here's a point I want you to write down. No matter what it is, no matter what you have, it is enough. No matter what it is, it's enough. Now you say, what is it enough for? Because I've got bills that are piling up and I've got things going on in my life and my family's chaotic and all these things. It's enough for God to use. What you've been given is enough, and it's enough for God to use you. Now, we may not know exactly what that is yet, and maybe we're not walking in full obedience to be able to, to play that out, and we have to begin to give it to God, but he is given to us so that he can use us, all right? And so as we begin to evaluate that this morning, we have to look at what we've been given. 
Now, I've heard people say it in lots of different ways, and some people use like the three T's. You've been given time, treasures, and talents, or whatever these things are, but, but one of those things is time. Every single one of us have 168 hours every week. Now, think about some of those like super successful people. You got the Bill Gates and you know, the, all the people that have made tons of money. You think about presidents and all the places that they've been, all this kind of stuff. They have the exact same amount of hours as you do every week, but it's what they do with them that counts. And for us, what does that mean? What are we doing with those hours that we have? What are we doing with the time that we've been given? It's easy, once again, like I said at the beginning, it's easy for me to hit that snooze button and go, man, I just need a couple more hours, right? On Sunday mornings, I'm going to be with uh, Reverend Pillow and, uh, and Sister Sheets over here, and I'm just going to be sleeping. I don't need to go to church because I read my Bible and the Bible reading plan this week. But it's easy for us to not to take advantage of that time and use it in the best way that God has given it to us, right? And so we've got this time. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to help? Who are we going to help? One of my favorite verses, and we talk about it in the youth all the time, Matthew 28, 19, is for us to go make disciples. If we're not moving, we're doing something wrong. And so what are we doing with that time, right? So we have our time. That's one of our talents. Um, we also have our treasure, our money. What are we doing with our money? Because some of us, we say, man, I gave my 10%. I am good. And that is faithfulness. That's being obedient to what God's called you to. But maybe we've got to continue to listen because he may want to do something more through you right? He may want to do more. He may, you, he may put somebody in your path at the gas station that is running on E physically and spiritually, emotionally, and he's going, hey, I put you here in this place to pay for that $20 tank of gas. I'm, I'm trusting you to do that because they need it. What are you doing with that? Maybe there's, there's somebody that you know that, that just needs a place to sleep. There's different things where you can use your money for God, but he's asking you to be obedient. That doesn't mean just go and frivolously throw it around, but listen to the voice of God. Listen to what he wants to do because he wants to use you through your obedience, not just with your time, but also with your treasures and your money. And the last thing is your talents, your gifts, ability, literally your talents. What has God blessed you with? Because some of us, it's the gift to speak. Now, I know some of you would be terrified if we asked you to even step on this stage. You'd be like, no, I can't touch a mic, right? I can talk to people out there all day, but I can't do that. That may not be your talent. Maybe your talent is in small groups, helping out with that. Maybe it's with holding on to like the little babies in the nursery and loving them and, and being able to just swing them and rock them to sleep. Each of us have been given some kind of talent. But are we using it? Or do we say, you know what, I use that talent at work. God gave me that talent just for that, and then I'm good. When I come to church, it's just me time. I just got to have my me time. God's going, man, the church isn't for you time. The church is for others, that we're serving others, that we're living for them, that we're giving out of our talents and out of our gifts and out of our abundance that God has given us. How are you serving people with your gifts, with your talents, and your abilities? There's something called uh, the theology of work. Some of you may or may not have ever heard of it, but it's this idea that we were all created to do something. We're all created to work, and we all have different ways to do that. Some of us with our hands, some of us with our brains, some of us uh, with our hearts and our minds, all different ways to work, and that's what God is calling us to, and he's calling us, like it says in Ecclesiastes, to do it unto God. Work at it as if you were working unto the Lord. And so how are we working and giving of our talents and our gifts of our abilities? And so many of us would say, you know what, I, I'm not qualified to do that. Pastor Spencer, that sounds good, but you know what, I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't step out there, and I'll tell you this, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. No matter what it is, he will qualify you if he has called you. You don't have to worry about knowing what to do. He will use you if you're obedient to him. 
But so often we, we have a problem with saying, you know what, maybe, maybe it's not me, maybe it's somebody else. Look, they, they look better, they do that better, they, they speak better. Think about, uh, was it Moses? I, 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 I stutter, I, I can't do anything. All these different problems that we see and we say, I'm not usable. I'm unqualified, I, I can't do that. And we limit what God's called us to do because we begin to compare ourselves to other people. And I can imagine that the guys in the story may have done this because think about it. One guy got $1.5 million. Sounds pretty awesome. Another guy got 300000 That's a lot of money, but he's going, hold on, wait, this doesn't add up. Like, he got that much. I got. He could start comparing and going, okay, I see how it is. Yeah, you give him all that money, I won't get anything for you. I'm going to dig it in a hole and I'm going to put it in here. Which is a big old hole, right? $300,000. I don't even know how he did that. But um, he begins to compare. And what happens is when you compare your talent, it will cost you. When you begin to compare what you have and what you've been given, it's going to cost you in some way. Whether it's going to cost you financially or physically or spiritually, it's going to cost you something because that's, that's our natural instinct. What do they get? Why don't I have what they have? Why is my life not as good? How come I can't be as great as them or as successful as them? And we compare every little thing in our lives, don't we? I mean, we're human. We all do it. And maybe that's a question you can ask God when you get into heaven, but that's not the question that he's going to ask you. He's going to ask you, what have you done with what I've given you? What have you done with what I have given you? That's a tough question. The problem, though, lots of times is, is we do that. We compare and we say, you know what, I don't have enough, or, or maybe I can't do enough, or, or maybe we just get complacent, Right? I'm good. I can coast here for a little while. Like I've been going to church for a long time. I, I know the Lord, and, and it's going to be all right. I can, I can just hang here. I can, I can sit, and I can wait. And I read a book uh, over the past about month or so, and it's called Integrity by Henry Cloud. It's a great book. It's, it's an old one, but, but something that he said in there that I, I wrote down, and it just caught my attention, and it kind of slapped me in the face, and it said um, kind of along the same lines of being complacent. It said, good is the greatest enemy of great. Being okay, being able to make it by, right, is the biggest enemy of becoming great because you say, you know what, it's all right. I can make it. I can do it. And God's saying, listen, I've called you to more than good. I've called you to great. I've called you to be more than you can be. I've called you to do more than you can do on your own. He's called you to make people in places new. He's called you to reach out to the ones that are hurting and to the ones that are lost. And he's saying, don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Listen to my voice. Trust in me and then go. Go and do it. Don't wait. Don't hide it. Don't dig a hole and bury what I've given you. Be faithful with it. And if you begin to compare yourself to others, you'll never get the blessing that God has for you. And you may make somebody else miss out on the blessing that you were supposed to give to them. Do we realize that? Sometimes we think, oh, it's, it's me that it's affecting. And that's all that's going to happen. But, but many times when we're unfaithful, it means somebody else misses God's blessings also. Why? Because God's called you to take that step of faith and talk to them when they've had that horrible day. God's called you to be there and to support them in those tough times. God's called you to be usable, be available. That's all he's asking. Hey, open up your ears and be ready whenever I call. Think about that, that football player on the bench that never gets a single minute of playing time, but he's sitting there, pads on, helmet on, he's ready to go. He's going, coach, whenever you need me, I'm ready. Are we like that? Are we the one with the bad attitude that throws our stuff going, man, I don't get any time. Nobody even knows my name. 
Man, God knows your name and he knows he's called you. He's made you for a purpose for such a time as this and he will bless your obedience. He will bless your obedience. We see it throughout the Bible. There's this story of when Jesus was preaching to the 5,000, right? And they have no food to feed them. And a little boy comes up with a couple loaves of bread and a couple fish and he says, hey, I've got this, what can you do? And Jesus multiplies it and feeds 5,000 people. He blesses that obedience. We see it again when the disciples are, are fishing, right? These guys are fishermen, and they're throwing their nets in all night, and they don't come up with any fish. Every single time, they pull the net up, and they throw it back out, and they pull the net back in. There's no fish, and Jesus comes, and he says, hey, why don't you throw it out again? Throw it out one more. And Peter, I can imagine the sarcasm in his voice. Are you a fisherman, Jesus? Have you been out here all night? I'm sweating. I'm tired. I smell like fish. I want to go home. But he says, okay, I'll be obedient to what you say. And they throw the net in one last time, and what happens? The nets get so full, they can't even bring them in on one boat. They have to call other boats over to help pull the fish in because they were obedient to what God, what God called them to. Can we say the same in our own life? Have we been obedient? Because God wants to bless us. He wants to bless others through us, but it requires us to hear him and to listen. They were faithful. And we see that uh, in the story with, with, the, uh, with the servants, right? Two of them. And if we look back on their story, it says right there at the beginning that, that they were given according to their ability. According to their ability. Now, this would be an easy time to get a little bit uh, self-conscious and be like, man, like, I guess I'm not as good as him, and I guess I'll never be, be able to do as much and, and kind of doubt ourselves. But, but both of them said, you know what? If it's my ability, I'm going to go with it, and I'm going to trust that whatever God has given me, I'm going to be faithful with it, and I'm going to get something back for it. I'm going to get blessed. Like the story that Pastor Aaron talked about last week, how he was holding on to that ankle. He said, I'm not leaving until you bless me, right? He's, he's faithful, and he's persevering. He's pushing through no matter what it takes. And, and those, those servants, they were faithful even when they were given less, Right? Because what we can see here is that over time, uh, they had a relationship with their owner, right? With the person that was over them. They had some kind of relationship. And because of their faithfulness, he's saying, I'll give you a little bit more. Right? In the story that we read there, it says here, um, Matthew 25, verse 20. Um, and he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more. And the master uh, said this. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Now, do you think this was the first time he gave him a little? No. There may have been a time where he was in the pig troughs, throwing in the food, and he was uh, working in the mud pits, and he was doing all these remedial tasks, and every time he was faithful, his master said, hey, good job, let me give you a little more. This time, why don't you set the table, right? You're not out in the fields. Okay, you did that? Cool. This time, will you help me whenever I go out of the market? Will you do more and more? Each time you're faithful with something, I want to give you some more. And if you treasure your talent, your talent will bring you treasure. Write that down. If, if you treasure your talent, your talent will bring you treasure. Because that's what we see in these two servants, right? They're faithful. They're obedient. They treasured what they were given. They didn't compare it. The guy with two didn't say, well, he got three more, so why don't you give me three more? Right? He didn't say, well, since you didn't give me as much as him, I can't do as much as him. They both had a 100% increase, right? They both doubled what they had they were faithful with it and they treasured what they were given and when they did that they were blessed they were given more their faithfulness was rewarded now this morning one of the tough questions we have to ask ourselves is what have we been given 
Some of us, we may know right off the bat, we know God, I, I know God has blessed me with this. I know he's given me this kind of talent, uh, whether it's physical, financial, spiritual, uh, emotional, and educational, whatever it is, I know God's given that to me. For some of us, we'd say, you know what, I, I knew what he used to have for me, but maybe I'm in a new season of life and I need to reevaluate what that looks like. Because our seasons of life change, don't they? We have babies and then everything changes and we get new jobs and stuff changes and we, we graduate high school and stuff changes, all of these different things. And we've got to go, okay, God, like what, what do you have for me now? I want to be faithful, but it requires us to listen. It requires us to listen. And so many times it's easy to hear this message and go, man, all God wants is my money, right? We're talking about talents. We're talking about all this money. And that's nothing about what God's saying this morning. We think he's saying, give, 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 but we can see it right here. All, all he's saying is this right here. He's saying, oh, you were faithful? Let me give more to you. How can I give you some more? Here, take five more. Take two more. I want to give you all of it. It's not about us giving to him because he needs it. He wants our obedience, no matter what it is. We know the story about the widow who brings her, her offering forward, and, it, and Jesus says, you know what, this, this widow that brought two cents gave more than the people that brought 10,000. Why? Because she gave from her poverty, not from her excess, not from her profit. She gave from what she had, and it was all she had, and she was faithful because God said, do it, and she did it, and God blessed her. What do we have this morning? What has God given you? What are your talents? If we don't know, we can't be obedient. If we don't know what he's given us and we don't know uh, what he's called us to, then, then how are we ever going to be obedient? We can't. And so this morning, we're going to take some time to listen to God. Even right now, I want you to begin to, to open up your ears because sometimes that's our problem is we have too many other things that we're allowing in, too much other talk, too much other uh, things. What am I going to do for lunch and what's happening for work tomorrow? And sometimes we have to say, man, put that aside. God, what are you speaking You'll take care of me tomorrow. You'll take care of me for lunch. You'll do all that, but I need to know what you want from me today. Because if we come into this place and we hear the word of God and we're not changed, then we're doing it all wrong. You're not leaving this church a different person, a challenged person, somebody that is going in some kind of direction, then, then we failed this morning. We failed being obedient to God, saying, hey, use us. God's calling each and every one of you this morning and he wants to give to you and one of the first things he gave to every single one of us is he gave us salvation grace and mercy for our sins and for the things that we've done wrong and this morning I want to give an opportunity if there's anybody in this room that doesn't know Jesus and doesn't know his saving grace I want you to have that opportunity so I'm just going to ask that everyone would close their eyes right now If you're in here this morning, you would say, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know him personally. I, I, I didn't even know maybe that he died for me on a cross. I didn't know that he gave his life so that I could live mine for him. And this morning you're saying, I want to know that man. I want to know the man that died for me. I want to know the man that gave me an opportunity for eternal life. All you have to do this morning is ask him. And what I'm going to ask you is that that you would just take a bold step of faith. And if that's you this morning, I want you to stand up right where you are and I want you to come to the front and I want to pray with you. I 
wait one more second. God is speaking to you. He's calling your name. All right, that's no one in this room. You can look up this, this way. I'm assuming that means every person in this room has a relationship with God, that you know him personally and that you want to continue to grow in him because if you're not growing in your relationship with him, that relationship is dying. And so this morning, we're going to evaluate, and, and I'm going to pray over you in just a second, but I don't want you to leave this place if you don't know what God's speaking to you. In the Bible, it says, knock, and I will answer, right? Seek, and you will find. Come to me, and I will, I will make straight your paths. I will open up the door. I will show you where I'm, go, where I'm going with you and what I want you to do. And so as I pray this morning, I want you to just open up your, your heart. We've talked about your ears and, and, and cleaning them out and helping make sure you can hear God, but, but sometimes it's our heart that doesn't accept what God's saying because we doubt ourselves. We doubt what, what God wants us to do, or maybe we're saying, man, I don't got time for that. I'm busy, and maybe God needs to soften your heart this morning, but what has God given you? What is that talent, and how does he want you to invest it? Maybe it's investing in people. And you've been, you've been missing the mark there. And he's saying, listen, I've given you a talent of, of this relational attitude and personality where you don't meet a stranger and now it's your time to go tell people about Jesus. Maybe I've given you uh, just, just a warm uh, a home to invite people in and, and I've given you all these different things. I just need you to use them. And maybe if you don't have anything, we've got some stuff for you today. Easter is just right around the corner. Alita talked about it a second ago. There's ways to hand somebody an invite card and say, hey, hope you can come on Easter with us, right? Come visit the church. Come meet Jesus. Come find love and acceptance. Maybe it's a yard sign that you put out in front of your house and you say, okay, God, I'm opening, I'm opening my, that's a step of faith for me. I don't, I don't, nobody knows that I love Jesus. Nobody knows that I go to church, but I'm gonna take this step of faith. I'm gonna put a yard sign in my yard. The buckets that we got last week, if you didn't get a bucket, man, we've got some extra. We can give them to you. How are you praying over that bucket going, I know there's somebody in my neighborhood. I know there's somebody in my work that needs the love of Christ, and I can give it to them. We each have something that we're called to give, something that God's blessed us with, something God's anointed us with, that you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you, and that you're called to use it. The question is, will you? Will you use it? Will you be obedient? Will you trust in God that he will bless it? He will multiply it. He will make straight your path. He will cast out all fear. He will make you brave. He will give you strength. This morning I want to pray over you, but I want you to pray as well. I don't want you to sit by and listen. I want you to say, God, I'm here. How can you use me? What are you calling me to? Who are you calling me to? How can I invest what you've given me to build your kingdom? So let's pray together. God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for what you're speaking to us. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for each and every one of us. And Lord, we don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted. We know there's a reason that he died and that's so we could live for you. And if we are doing anything but that, we are missing the mark. And I pray right now, God, that you would challenge each and every one of us. Lord, that we would no longer be complacent, that we wouldn't play the comparison game, but God, that we would realize who you've called us to be and what you've called us to do, and we would go, that we would take action, that we would move, and we begin to build the kingdom. Lord, we would invest in the things that you've given us. We would invest into people. We would invest our time, our treasure, our talents. We will give you everything because you gave it all for us. 
God, use us this week. I pray your anointing over conversations that will happen at work, over conversations that will happen with next-door neighbors and family members. God, that you're going to use the people of NCC to make people and places new because of your power in us. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.